Houdini boy is back. Um, ran an excellent uh, 595 at Sandown on Sunday. 33.76, absolutely flying. So for me, he's the one to beat here. Houdini boy, he's all out. He's four fight lengths in front. The definition of X Factor. Houdini boy by fight lengths. All two. Gunner, do you want to chime in there or you agree with the fellas? No, Blazing Cartier for me. Vanilla Knight grabbed by Blazing Cartier, who takes the lead, draws away. Blazing Cartier into the bold trees. Is anything knocking off Shima Shine in your eyes? I don't think so, yeah. Short odds are warranted. The Top Gun champions in complete control. Four links in front. Clear to Super Zoom, Jake, then Nick's bail. But Shima Shine's going to shine brightly tonight, and he's into the Melbourne Cup. Tigger Long beat Simon Told Helen and Shima Shine in Hardstyle last week. Like, that's the kind of form you need coming into the Melbourne Cup, and it's just you can't, back, you can't back against him. Tigger Top turned the leader. He's two, three links to Arizona Eyes and Immunity. And Tigalong Tok's going to rock into the Melbourne Cup. Tigalong Tok by a length and a half, beating Arizona Eyes, a massive run. Simon Told Helen's going to run away with us. Simon Told Helen for me. Over the headline act of the Melbourne Cup. Simon Told Helen's eight links in front to Sweet Debbie. And then Faithy Bale, but the Roman Nose Jet is going to belt them here. Simon Told Helen, utterly brilliant. Won it by six to Faithy Bale. Third Sweet Debbie and then Zipping Brand powering at the end. This hard style Rico's to lose, Kenny. Yeah, he did a massive run at the Meadows two starts ago from box eight. All he needs to do here is repeat that and wins. Yeah, likewise. Really like hard style Rico to win this. Hard style Rico began fast. Gladioli Bell made a beeline to the rail and that gave hard style Rico the run to level up through the first bend. Well, but hard style Rico turned up the heat and put five on Gladioli Bell, then taken Mapunga Maggie and started, but it's a one act affair. It is all hard style Rico and he's going to bolt into the Melbourne Cup. Hard style Rico, two and a half. Woof, 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 woof. Oh, I'm excited as Greg Norman on a beach, everyone. We're <laughs> it's the non chasers here for Sportsbet at SEN Track, and it is Melbourne Cup Week. Friday night is the big, big night. The greyhounds of the oh, the best greyhounds in Australia battle it out at Sandown to win the most prestigious race in the land. I'm joined, as always, by my friends. My greyhound friends here, Andrew <laughs> Gunner. <laughs> Andrew Gunner, how are you? Uh, good, mate. Yes, Greg was very excited. Looked like he went for a dip and a sea cucumber got stuck or something. But uh, can't wait for Friday night. It's going to be massive. Um, what, what a cracking final. It's uh, the, the Heat's night was amazing with all the favourites, or most of the favourites getting through to the final. And, yeah, it's uh, going to be sparks flying early. Can't wait. And Shagadelic, how are you, mate? Got um, the microphone working this week? Yeah, I'm sleepless, but uh, pretty pumped for this uh, big race Friday night. He's been up all night watching Caddington. Uh, that's why he's sleepless. But uh, what about you? You're right. Can I uh, talk, Scott? Then yeah, talking Cannon. about sitting up all night watching Caddington. Um, I think that's more to do with myself. Uh, a very exciting week ahead for the the greatest greyhound race on the planet. It is bugger everything else. All the stuff that's been made up. This is the Ridgy Didge, or as the sportsman ad says, the Ridgy Judge, bro. Uh, <laughs> race Ridgy on bro. on the calendar. Boys, let's just get the tip off the top out of the way early so we get, get rid of that because Wednesday night there's plenty of good racing and we just want to start the show with a winner and then we'll get stuck into a little bit of chatter about the big race. So, Kenny, we'll start with you. What's your tip off the top? Um, I'm going to the first race at Wednesday. It's kicking off in a few moments at eight minutes past seven. Uh, box for Derry Express. Um, didn't get away to the best last week. He got squeezed up early, but he can come back from that. Um, he'll be a short price on an even money. 
Jay's short and sharp, all over in 24 seconds. Very good. And you, Kenny? I mean, almost, too, almost too quick for the sip of your coffee, Patty. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going uh, for Ballarat. Uh, race two. This doesn't jump till seven seventeen, so you should have plenty of time to get on. Um, but yeah, Ballarat race two, number four, Kahim Bale to win. Uh, he's been impressive winning his first two starts over the shorter distance at Ballarat, um, the, and I think the step up to the four fifty should suit. Um, he's a really determined sort of chaser. Um, can ride bumps and push his way through traffic. Uh, he's not the best of beginners so far, but I think he's shown enough guts to suggest he can overcome uh, the awkward draw here today. Very good. If you're taking 12, well, 13, 12 minutes to listen to that and get the bet on, then you're taking a long time because that will be winning, I think, Shagger. Uh, Kenny, did you say your tip was at Cannington? No, it's on Wentworth Park. Oh, okay, all right, sorry. Just uh, a loop going on in my head. Just wanted to make sure. Very good. Jeez. Yeah, it's confusing sometimes. There's more like there's more than one dog track, so it can be confusing. <laughs> Jeez, there's a, there's a little bit a, of park and rune about Kenny this morning. <laughs> yeah. there's, a, there's a few embers flying around here, that's for sure. Um, okay, boys, let's get stuck into the, the, main, the main dish, the main meal, the big pub classic, the Melbourne Cup. And, and firstly, actually, we're speaking to Dave Burnett, Trainer of uh, the old Roman knows Simon told Helen coming up after the break. So we've got the big the big guest on the show for Melbourne Cup Day, the favourite since since Drew Barry two oh, Barry two box two. It's just been wound right in in the sports bet market. I think Shagger, you correct me around two dollars fifty now. Uh, around the two fifty mark at present. Jeez, very very short. So we'll hear the thoughts of David Burnett. But let's talk about the Melbourne Cup, fellas. What does it mean to you? What when did you? Is this the, is this the race that got you into the sport, Shagger? Um, not really. It was probably a, oh, a main oh, race well. at Shet, but <laughs> uh, to be perfectly honest, but I will say this: um, there was a local uh, greyhound, highly blessed, um, where I grew up, and she was the the premier sprinter of the land at one at one point, um, and she picked up a Melbourne Cup, and and it was uh, I must say it was really exciting to watch. Uh, a dog from the local area doing so well and winning at the pinnacle uh, such as she did. So, um, yeah, definitely uh, had, a, had a really sort of close affinity to the race um, seeing the local, a local dog pick it up many years back. Gunnar, what does it mean to you? It's just an amazing race. It's the it's the race in Australia that's got the prestige, the one that's steeped in history and the one that the trainers all go for. So... How can you not be excited by that? Uh, as you said, there's been a race that's come along in the last few years that's tried to tip the Melbourne Cup off its prestige mantle. Uh, and, and although it's got bigger prize money, this is the one that the trainers still go for. Uh, it's the race that we talk about throughout the whole year. So um, how can you not be excited by that, Paddy? Can you see a world where the Victorian government in the next couple of years just go, oh, this little... This little gimmick race they've got up in Sydney, which is a great race, um, but that million dollar prize money is a bit too much. We might just jack an extra five hundred k into the Melbourne Cup prize pool and watch it soar to be the richest race in the land. Well, I I wouldn't mind if they did that, but I think at some point, sorry, this is a little bit more serious than probably the answer you hoped for, but I think at some point across all racing bodies is that if we put this race up to a million dollars in prize money, will we attract a better field than what we've got? No, we won't. It's still great prize money and the big races that 
uh, grazed, raced for throughout the whole calendar. I think there's more than enough prize money there to go around and at some point we need to look at these races from a sustainability point of view and I think throwing more money at it is not really the answer. Jesus. Oh, fuddy-duddy answer over here. Let them race, <laughs> race for the bucks, mate. Let them race for bucks. Kenny makes a splash over in Ireland, doesn't it, this race? Yeah, I, I can remember uh, my first Melbourne Cup. It was um, this time last year. Can you, mate? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I remember it well. I remember well. Good uh, up memories. To, up to what race? So when, when the spirits started coming out? Or? Uh, you're, you're thinking of the semifinals now. Um, <laughs> Uh, these are the kind of races like you just dream of when you get like a half decent dog I remember being a kid and we'd have like some decent dogs and like our equivalents to Irish Derby and you just dream about these things I remember getting the dog just into like the quarter final stage of the Irish Derby back home and it just it just gets your blood pumping it's where you want to be it's it's the pinnacle of greyhound racing and I'm talking Irish Derby like the Belmer Cup's even bigger again it's just it's the greatest race in the world oh, and, and the field assembled is probably the best field we'll ever see in a greyhound race. It was looking a little bit touch and go there after the first couple of heats and then the cream really rose to the top and we went bang, 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 tig along. Simon told Helen all they came in. Tommy Shelby gets a run. Oh, boy, on Friday night when those lids fly open, it's going to be an absolute Dorothy Dixer, isn't it, gents? Yeah, the who's who of greyhound racing is on here. Um, If you had to pick your field yourself, it wouldn't be very different from what it is. And we'll get stuck into a full runner by runner preview. So we've got plenty and we'll plenty on. We'll give the uh the race its due diligence. Of course, we've also got the Bold Trees final, so we'll give that a little brushing as well. But I just wanted to ask one thing, and I heard this on um the radio the other day. Tommy Shelby is in the final. Now, Steve Withers is over from Perth. And obviously Kel Greeno's training training the dog, but Steve Withers has been handling the dog and he handled him the other night in the heat. Do you reckon that's have, having an effect and Tommy seeing his master and having his master and Steve Withers just handling him and the last person to touch him and speak to him before he races, do you think that's having a positive effect on him? Oh, I, I don't know about Tommy Shelby in particular, but we've had um, Pete Riley on the show before talk about Tornado Tears when that dog goes interstate to a different kennel and he is a bit sulky for a couple of weeks because it's not familiar surroundings. So there'll be a lot of dog owners out there, whether greyhounds or another breed, that um, they do have personalities. They're, they're not machines. So there's some that would feel a bit homesick. Oh, I'm not sure about Tommy in particular, but th- there's a chance that that is the case, Betty. Do you give him any chance on Friday night? Because I do. With old Steve, give him in the last tickle. <laughs> no, I well, I won't, uh, I won't go into my thoughts on, on that just yet. We'll wait till we get through to the preview. Oh, well, I'll let my thoughts slip. Tommy Shelby wins it by three lengths. <laughs> oh, yeah, we, we, we can scrap the preview then, just the 25-minute <laughs> show today. Um, no. <laughs> With Dave <laughs> Burnett coming on the phone, listen, Dave, there's no point in talking. <laughs> Tommy's going to win. Don't turn up, Dave. You know, <laughs> save, save Simon for another day. Yeah. Uh, I do enjoy Tommy Shelby's uh, Twitter work, at the people's dog, and he sort of got his own little persona and he said, my owner... And my trainer, uh, Steve Withers, my boss, had one job on Sunday and he effed it by drawing drawing an absolute screwdriver of a box for him. So thank you for Tommy, but let's hope that he can do all right come Friday night. Now, that Um, is something I would like to see in future, Paddy, that we get the the eight dogs there for the box draw and you can 
put an incentivizer in top of the cups like a schmacko or something, then the dogs could go up and pick their own box. Lave <laughs> reaction that, from the dog. Yes. Mate, that is Some dogs genius. would go and pick all, all boxes. <laughs> no, that is, that is genius. That is so good. You get The first one you get like a little randomizer, so you take all, all eight dogs there. And the first one's like, okay, it's not, and you give them all a number. So you give them number one to eight. Then you pull out the ping pong ball and it's number four. All right, it's Simon told Helen. Now Simon told Helen, go and pick your box. That yep. would be the best. That'd be great. Just, you know, whether it's eight bones on the table or yeah. whatever it is. And then, um, yeah, and then maybe the dog would wag its tail and we could see whether it was happy or not with the box draw. <laughs> you're on You're onto something. You're onto something. Because you're seeing a little bit of uh, chatter on social about should we seed the Melbourne Cup final with the box draw and all that sort of stuff. Nah, nah. bugger it. Nah. Nah, let's get the let's get the dogs to actually choose their box. And I keep saying barry draw. I'm so stuck in my ways. It's oh, very I, frustrating. I think if you want to want an event in the future where you seed uh, on box draw, then have a separate event, but don't change the Melbourne Cup because that's, that's part of it. Well said. Like it. Um, a couple of other little pleasantries, boys, to get through before we get stuck into our big guest, um, et L. Uh, Boom Dog. Gunner, you said you've got one. Yeah, so this is this is a dog that Shag has spoken about uh, when it debuted at Ballarat. Um, Shagger liked it from the litter, Brother Bearing, with Anthony as a party. And, geez, doesn't Anthony need a good dog at the moment because he doesn't have many. Um, at its um, second go at Ballarat, it actually broke the 25-second mark, which is absolutely flying. Had its first uh, two-turn look at Sandown uh, last weekend and ran okay time, probably not what we'd expect off the Ballarat times, but first look in a race, so no doubt it'll improve again. Uh, running on Friday night, Paddy, in race number three from box three. So keep an eye on Brother Bearing because it looks one for the future. Very good. Um, We've heard it. That could be a very decent litter as well because we've only seen four from that litter run, obviously, with Millikilly's lad, Brother Bearing. There's a dog, Major Sacrifice, putting a decent run on debut at Sandown. Um, The other one, Security Man, has yet to run, but I I don't know how many is in the litter. I'm guessing there's more than four, so keep an eye on this litter. Could be a boom litter. Exactly. Boom litter. Yeah. And and actually, a few of these are running not just um, brother bearing as we spoke about, but it, it, it's actually in the same race as its little brother, who Anthony also trains, uh, McCoolie's lad, in that race three, and the, uh, the other dog, their major sacrifice, is also running in race two um, from box one. So yeah, fantastic litter. Good boom doggin. Well done there, uh, Gunner. And, I like uh, it. And I actually oh. had a boom oh, dog as continuing well. Continuing oh, okay. on this segment, oh, right. <laughs> yeah. we're letting it letting it slide right through. What do you got for a shagger? Um, well, speaking of race two at Sandown, um, there's a dog in there called Mapunga Reject. Now I know the track's been pretty uh, pretty decent of late at um, Sandown, but Mapunga Reject's had two starts for two wins at Sandown, running low twenty nine forties already. Um, but probably what makes me think this is a boom dog is that this dog is doing these runs at just a bit, not even 20 months old. Um, so I think we'll see Mapunga Reject, um, a, a, a main player in the group racing for 2021 as he matures and uh, 
tidies up his early speed, gets a bit stronger in the run home. I think um, this dog's going to be running some serious times and in the and, and in the very good hands of Jeff Britton as well. All right, fast bucks before we go to the ab break, boys. Kenny, can you give us a quick update? We've only got three more shows for the year to go. Who is leading fast bucks at the moment? Uh, so currently in last place, um, I think he's teaching us the lesson of don't always back the favourite, is uh, Shagger on minus $285. Uh, second place is myself on plus $72, but absolutely still in the show um, is Mr. Gunner here on 288 schmackles. Not bad. Not bad at all. From Ross, that's uh, not more. Are you Ted sure that's <laughs> Well, if you want to go on these Stuart's inquiries, we can do that. And we'll deduct you a few quid for copying my bets oh, yeah, after I, I posted I am, them. I am getting reamed on the tote dividends, that's for sure. But anyway, <laughs> should have done on fixed odds. <laughs> like, you've basically won it with two shows to go and you're still complaining. Yep. Uh, look at this. Okay. We get that music up. You know how fast box works? We're going to go the name of the dog. Okay. Yeah. And it is a strict, strict go on the timer here. We've got 90 seconds. All right. <clears throat> Music up. Race one, Kenny. Better watch out. Gunner. Aston Silk. Shagger. Arizona Eyes. R- race two, Kenny. Major sacrifice. Gunner. Mapunga reject. Shagger. Shimmer Jack. Race three, Kenny. McCulley's lad. Gunner. Brother Bearing. Shagger. Sweet Petite. Race four, Shagger. Uh, Mapunga Knight. Gunner. Happy go fast. Kenny. Mpunga Massage. Race five, Shagger. Uh, Houdini Boy. Gunner. Sweet as M. Kenny. Uh, Sir Truck. Race six, Kenny. Samantal Helm. Shagger. Hardstyle Rico. Gunner. Shimmer Shine. Race seven, Gunner. Last Hurrah. Shagger. Christo Bale. Kenny. Zipping Bram. Race eight, Kenny. Uh, music event. Gunner. Junk food junkie. Shagger. Short pork. Race nine, Shagger. Get it, Gizmo. Gunner. Wall banger. Kenny. Playlist. Race ten, Kenny. Uh, Kipling. Shagger. Eagles nest egg. Gunner. Zipping Rambo. Race eleven, Gunner. Aston Samurai. Shagger. Uh, Chantel Rose. Kenny. Shabud Savage. Race twelve, Kenny. Uh, Opal Rocks. Kenny, Kit, Shagger. Utah Ghost. Gunner. Hard enough, Tommy. Bang. Good fast bucking, boys. That's a big, nice, long opening stanza of the show. We'll be back with more non-chasers after this. Speaking of the favourite, it's David Burnett of Simon Todd Helen Moore. More on the non-chasers after this. Welcome back to the non-chasers here on SEN Track for Sports Bet. And, geez, we get the big guest, the trainer of Simon Todd Helen, the favourite... After the box draw even wound in a little bit more into $2.50, I don't think he'll like me saying that just at the moment. Last time we spoke to him was after the Brisbane Cup. He didn't have much luck there, but that's all about to change. Dave Burnett, welcome to the Nong Chasers, mate. Good morning, boys. Are Are you excited, nervous, confident? What's the feeling going into Friday night? I'm certainly excited. It's a big week, the Melbourne Cup week. I've been here a couple other times and... Gone in the other times with very little chance of winning it and to have a dog as good as this, we've got a pretty good chance this week. And, um, yeah, really exciting long week. So just a matter of keeping a cap on the nerves and not letting it affect the dog. Uh, How would you feel about the box draw, Dave, when when you saw the number come up for Simon Told Helen? Were you, were you happy with that or 
did you need a little bit of time to assess the other dogs around him to see how happy you were about the box draw for yours? Um, again, it was a we actually drew our own boxes, and I had third pick, and first pick was the red, second pick was the pink, and I'm sitting there going, "Gee, which there's no good boxes left." And then I picked the two as the the third pick, and at that stage, again, it looked as good as gold. And then as the marbles fell, I think we got a pretty good draw the way the the dogs have boxed around us. So. Quite happy indeed. And just in terms of the rest of the field there, Dave, which dog do you think is perhaps your your biggest rival, biggest competition to take out the race? Uh, the dogs between box five and eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, they're, all, they're all super dogs. And again, Tigalong Tonk's got a nice clean run into the corner. Shimmer Shine will give him a card across. Uh, Tommy Shelby, the Western Australian dog, he's a really smart race dog and He'll find his way to the rails and put in a very competitive run. And well, hard style Rico's beat us twice before, so um, yeah, it's going to be up to how that pans out out wide if we do the right thing and get to the lead. Dave, there's some amazing front-on footage from the heat where any other dog you'd think would have been in a bit of trouble, but Simon Todd Halen just showed his brute strength just to sort of muscle him out of the way. Is that going to be key on Friday night just to get out of all sorts of trouble and be in the lead around the first bend? Absolutely. Again, that's his forte. He just he, he, he loves pushing dogs out of the road. A couple of times he's been in races where he hasn't led and he's ran up to the leader and just sort of put the old footy hip and shoulder into him and pushed him off the track and then took off and said, catch me. So he's got that ability. He wants to chase all the time. He's just dynamite that way, so which is great. What about his preparation for a big race week? I imagine you want to keep a lot of things the same in this week as any other week just to keep him in his routine. But how difficult is that when you've got a trainer who's jumping out of his skin with a race like this because this is the one that you all want to win? Yeah, again, 20 years of experience has taught me what not to do. Um, in the old days, you used to change the routine or go out and just give him a little bit extra of this or a little bit extra of that to, to, to you know, I swam a dog once during the, between the races, which I don't know why I did that, but that just flattened the dog and he didn't come out and, I just learned in the last from those mistakes not to change the routine, stay to it. Um, again, the dog's jumping out of the skin last night. He's had his hit out this morning just to flatten him. He's now lying sleeping and uh, hopefully he'll peak again by Friday night at the right peak, not be over-peaked and not be under-peaked. So. Uh, Deb, last time you were on the show, I think we were talking, the plan with Simon was to get him to the Melbourne Cup and you're going to weigh up the options then of whether to go to Stodd. Um, have you thought that far ahead or does it just get Friday night over and you'll weigh up the options or have you any plans yet? Well, the dog's only two years and 10 months old, so it may be a little bit early to go to start. I keep telling people you'll probably we'll discuss that after the Melbourne Cup next year is when I'm hoping they discuss that, not this year. So this may be his last run too. That's the other side of it. And we haven't discussed it because it's all been planned around trying to get to the Melbourne Cup and win it. And if he does that, well, then we've just got to assess it race by race from now on in. Now, Dave, I think last time we spoke, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you said that the owners, this might be their their last dog that they get involved in. Surely, now they've got oh, to no, a Melbourne no, Cup no. final that they've got to continue on. No, I don't, don't know whether I said that about them being the next dog they've last they've been involved in, but it might be the last one I'm involved with because <laughs> it's, going to be a, it's going to be a long way back up when this dog's finished to... Uh, the ride that I've had in the last 18 months or so has just been super and uh, 
uh, getting out of bed and take a maiden to Horsham or Shepherd and get home at 2 a.m. in the morning like I did on Monday morning. You sit there going, well, it's just a different feeling from what we've got at the moment. So I might need a bit of a break to freshen myself up after he retires and uh, see where we go in the future. Yeah, I remember Pete Moody always used to say when he got asked about black caviar, he said, well, join me in the middle of June or July, uh, the depths of winter, and <laughs> when I get up at 2 in the morning, got to train the slow ones as well. That's right. And again, it's just, again, to make it all work and balance up, you've got to have the, the maidens and the grade fives and the grade sevens coming through. And I've got a fair mixed bag at the moment, a couple of nice pups. But, um, yeah, it's, it's hard work. It's a hard slog to make money every week. And luckily I've got this dog that's the ATM at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> and you actually uh, mentioned mentioned a few of your other dogs. Um, you do have a couple others getting around Friday night at Sandown. Um, can you tell us a bit about those um, fairly young, inexperienced dogs at this stage? Yeah, there's a maiden got a reserve. He won't probably get a start, so he'll be unlucky. But he's, he can run if he gets it his own way and capture Bart's in a race, a later race, maybe race ten or so. And he's graded right. Um, he's still a young pup learning the caper, and um, he's due to get one right very soon, hopefully. Very good. And that that. Back to back to SDH Simon Todd Helen. He, he's a quirky fella. Not many dogs have a what they call a Roman nose. Uh, the Roman nose not very common between greyhounds. And in the old days, he'd be the ugly dog in the litter, and he wouldn't pick him. He'd be the last one to pick. But luckily, the owners kept all the dogs in this litter, him included. And um, I get quite a people, quite a lot of people come to the farm when we were rearing them, going. Jeez, he's an ugly dog. What do you keep him for? He's an ugly dog. But uh, the, the bent nose, again, is just wonderful. And, again, hopefully he throws that on. There hasn't been, I don't believe, a, a genuine stud dog at, at stud with a Roman nose. So it might Jeez. start a huge trend over the next, I don't, I don't know whether it's genetic and it'll throw on, but um, one of the owners is a genetic scientist, so he should be able to tell us whether it will or not. So... <laughs> Yeah, so it would be nice to see hundreds and thousands of uh, Roman noses going around, which um, would be great. Great yeah, with could, big honkers might might be a whole, <laughs> might be a whole different series of grading. <laughs> Quite literally change the face of greyhound racing. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 like it's like the grays. It's like the race on Oaks Day. You can just have the Roman nose race on on Melbourne Cup. Well, it's certainly <laughs> a possibility, and I've been I've been picking out some Roman nose bitches that are racing there or going to stud very soon, and um. Wording those people up because we want to put Roman nose with the Simon Told Helen. Yeah, features with Roman noses to Simon Told Helen. So to see what we get there, which has never really happened before either. So yeah, it's going to be good. We could get no. some division of rhinoplasty cosmetic surgery involved to sponsor the race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, sensational. Dave, mate, we appreciate your time. We'll, we'll let you go. Good luck on Friday night. Obviously, Australian Greyhound of the Year. You're the favourite in the big race. We have full confidence in that. Simon told Helen, Simon told Helen's ability to get to the front and then just blister the clock and, and get the big gong for you, mate. So best of luck and uh, thank you so much for coming on the Non-Chasers. No, no worries, guys. Thanks for your support. Seriously, Thanks, Dave. Best, of best, best of luck. Fellas. He's not bad, old Davey Burnett. You can just see he's he's confident. I could hear in his voice that Friday nights when he's going to uh, really let loose and let out a little yelp. As Simon told Helen wins the uh, Melbourne Cup for him. What do we think? Oh, yeah. he, was ter- he was terrific, um, but yet again another trainer where I, I wish we could use some of the, the off-air banter. But anyway, um, no, it's amazing that someone could give up their time during the, the biggest, well, one of the biggest weeks of their lives, if not the biggest. 
Spot on. Let's take a break here on the Non-Chasers. We'll be back with more the runner-by-runner preview of the big race and a little bold trace brush over and plenty more after the break here on SEN Track. Welcome back to the non-chasers here on SEN Track for Sportsbet. Just spoke to David Burnett, but now it's time to talk about the big, big race, the Melbourne Cup at Sandown on Friday night. Runner by runner preview. This is where the boys get their schnouts into the real stuff. All races on Friday night. Bit of promo support from the great team at Sportsbet. So head to the app to check out what you can uh, get when it comes to a promo on the Melbourne Cup night. But let's get stuck into it, Shagger. We'll go in market order. Or do you want to go number order? Go Tell number me. order, I think. Number order. Number one, bit of an outsider. Open at 81 bucks, zipping Sullivan into $51. Has the dog got any chance in the Melbourne Cup? Look, he's very well suited on the rail. Um, he does have early pace. Um, doesn't run the same time as, as the big five in this um, race, but good box draws can win finals. Deserves his spot here too. He battled hard to push through and win from box five in his heat. So great gutsy win. Um, it is a tough ask despite the draw. Kenny? Yeah, this dog's got a good record. He's won nearly half his races. Um, thought he was really impressive last week. Like Shiger said, he doesn't do the times some of these dogs in this race do, but um, he's got the jerry. Um for a bit of luck, you never know, but he's probably he's at the correct price at 80 to one. So, um, yeah, he's he's in there, he's he could win from luck and um, best of luck to the connections. <laughs> You've sold the, sold the dream well for number one, Zipping Sullivan. Number two, um, Red Patty, Hot if, I'm, I'm telling you, if uh, Zipping Sullivan wins, they'll need more tissues than they can find at the track because Deborah Coleman <laughs> gets very emotional when her she dogs does. win. She does. She does. Well, she didn't even expect to win her heat last last Friday night. Her husband was no, home in bed. the race. Yeah. She said, <laughs> oh, no, he'll be asleep. He, he didn't expect any, anything here. <laughs> Had to go home and wake him up. All right, number two, we heard from David Burnett before. Simon told Helen the favourite after the box draw into $2.50. Fellas, we'll start with you, Kenny. Um, yeah, it's, Simon was the real standout dog once the draw was made. I think he halved in price as soon as the draw came out. Um, he looks very likely to lead up here. Um, there is a few dogs here who could potentially run him down, but um, he's going to be a hard dog to, to run down. Like, if he's firing on firing in all cylinders... Um, He's always hard to catch. Like, I think Hardstyle Rico looks well mapped, but we've seen before, I think it was in the maturity final where Hardstyle had chances to pass Simon and he just wouldn't give away the gaps. So he's he's very likely to lead. He's the dog to beat here. He's rightful favourite. Um, yeah, and he's just, he's going to be really, really hard to beat. Shagger? Yeah, he's the big gun of the field. Definitely the best performed group dog this year. Um, and, and if he wins this race, his prize money actually goes above a million dollars. Uh, he's got great early pace, tenacious chaser, as um, Dave was pointing out. He loves to hustle and bustle. He'll push his way through if there's traffic. Um, deserving favourite from the box draw, and, yeah, that's uh, he's my pick to win. Oh, he's already declared his little pick to win. Oh, sorry, <laughs> Alan. Cards are on the table after two dogs. Yeah. Number three, Tough Tears, open at 201 bucks into $91, but I can't see this dog troubling the scorers. You boys got any other opinion, Shagger? Um, yeah, he was a bolter in the heats, um, qualified in the slowest time of the, of the field. Um, and it's going to be a really tough ask to win this. Um, but 
what he does in this race could be a huge deciding factor. He does move towards the rail after box rise and he's drawn to the outside of our favourite Simon Told Helen. So he, ju- he jumped as well as he ever has last week as well. I actually don't think he's going to be able to replicate that. Um, he had the same exact split time as Simon Told Helen last week. I think this week, though, Helen will jump out better than him and escape the trouble. Kenny? Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to repeat exactly what um, Shagger said there. I don't think he's going to win this race, but he has the ability to upset, upset Simon. Um, but again, he needs to be at his very best to break level with Simon. He does want to be on the reel. So even the chances of that happening are unlikely. Um, but yeah, you'd be definitely having you'd be, it'd be a bit of a Hail Mary here if you're back in this one. Race, uh, well, same race, but dog number four in the blue rug, Lucy's Milo. Is a dog as well. It's a bit uh, confusing because normally you'd associate the word the name Lucy with a female, but no, this is a a, a uh, three year old dog by Dinah Double One Hundred to One chance here. Any chance in your eyes, fellas? Um, look, yeah, you said three, but like in another month, um, we'll be turning four. So yeah, oldest dog of the field. Um, was was a solid run in the heat last week, um, but did have the red box, um, which is where he wants to be. Um, different box shorts for this week in the in the blue, and with all the pace coming down from his outside, I think he'll find it really difficult. But yeah, good good on him. It was a really good effort getting through from the red, and you never know your luck. Kenny, yeah, the the, the box draws the downfall here. Lucy wants to be in box one. Um, it's going to really struggle against some of these dogs on the side side. Okay, well, it's going to be like uh, a big waterfall on the outside of him. I'll tell you that what, because we have four very, very talented dogs on the outside of Lucy's Milo. Let's start here with number five, Hardstyle Rico, currently a $5 chance for a lucky carrots and bananas. Shagger. Yeah, I really don't mind Rico's chances here from the middle. Um, all the dogs to his inside do want to stay down towards the fence, so he might be able to... You know, keep a nice line into the first uh, bend and, um, look, if he jumps at his absolute best, he could get a pretty decent run into the race, If particularly if Simon told Helen doesn't get away to uh, a good start. Um, was only a couple of whiskers off the best time last week in the heats um, and he was the quickest dog. He's the quickest dog to win at the Meadows this year when he won the Silver Bullet uh, a couple of weeks back in 29.46 and he's a really big chance. Kenny? Yeah, m- massive chance in this race. Um, this this dog's actually got the potential to like go toe to toe with Ben. We Simon. He's actually led him up before as well, but Simon might need a bit of trouble for him to properly lead him up. Um, they've both beaten each other before. Like um, Hardstyle beat Simon in the Silver Bullet. Simon beat Hardstyle in the Maturity. And just I just hang on to this Maturity race where Hardstyle looked like he had every chance of passing Simon in the last bend. And uh, Simon just wouldn't let him. Um, so I, there's a bit of a worry there, but I think he is Simon's biggest danger in the race. Number six, Tommy Shelby, the West Australian. In my eyes, he just wins the race. But Chaga, what are your eyes and your thoughts? Say? He was a huge run last week. Um, the, start, the start wasn't perfect, um, but he showed what a determined chaser he is. Um, and he picked up his first win in Victoria. He ran a great time. He ran 29-21. But what was more impressive for me was the second part of the race. He was the fastest run home of the finalists and uh, awkward draw, but if a bit of luck goes his way, he can, uh, and he can sit sort of close enough on the back straight, he might be able to fly back west with the Melbourne Cup. 
My lord, he can, Kenny. Yeah, Tommy's the WA superstar. He was, in my opinion, the most impressive run last week. Um, he just barged through all the dogs. Like, I think he actually came out second last, and he was second coming off the first bend, and he got past short pork absolutely no problem. Um, absolute flying race. He's been a bit unlucky um, since he's come over east and started running these big races, but even that, that I think he was really impressed in the Million Dollar Chase. He was really impressed as in the Vic Peters, Vic Peters final. Um, he's going to be a bit of a price here. He's probably the value play in the race. Um, absolutely don't count Tommy out because he is probably the gamest dog in Australia. I like that a lot. Number seven, Shima Shine. Open 460, touched into $4.50 now. Shagger. Yeah, very fast win in the heats, 29-19. Um, amazing PB um, some months ago. He's the only dog to break 29 seconds in a race this year at Sandown. Uh, has great early pace and massive contender here. Kenny? Yeah, he's probably like, if, if this was um, match racing or if he was facing everyone least, he'd probably be favourite in everyone. But um, I'm just not sure about the map with Tonkin and his outside and he's just got Tommy and Hardstyle in his inside. Like, it's, it's going to be difficult to overcome. Um, but he's like, yeah, he's, he's one of the fastest dogs in the country. Um, on paper, he's the fastest dog in this race, so he's going to be up there. I'm just a bit worried about the map. Number eight, Tigalong Tonk, uh, open 480 into $4.60. Kenny, we'll start with you, the Tonk. Um, probably not the worst draw out in it. Um, my worry here is he's going to be heading in the black corner and he's going to have like he's going to be guaranteed to have Hardstyle and Simon just in front of him. And I'm just worried that he'll get caught in there outside and not be able to um, have his full momentum around that first bend. Jagger? Yeah, similar thoughts. Um, look, he was the quick, quickest heat winner. Um, he has got really good early pace. You'd prefer him on the rails, but look, his, his record from box eight is stellar. Um, he's got a lot of work to do early, but he's classy enough to do it. Another major player in the race like it and I'm not giving those reserves any chance because I'm telling you that telling you what none of these dogs are pulling out of the Melbourne Cup <laughs> before Friday night uh boys your tip your tip I think you let the cat out of the bag uh shagger but uh two stick from them five, fat with Simon Simon yeah. Todd Helen yeah two from Kenny five. um I'm gonna go purely on price I think hard style is a decent price so I'm gonna go a hard style Rico oh gonna you can have a tip for Melbourne Cup. Be an Australian, not too. Yeah, I, I'm sticking with Simon Told Helen. I think he's the most favoured out of those box draws. I think uh, five, seven, and eight could all have a chance of leading, but I, I think for any of those wide boxes to lead clearly, they rely on the dogs underneath to miss the start completely, and I just don't see that all dogs are going to do that. And some of these, some of these speed dogs are going to be posted three and four wide into the bend which favours Simon with the with the insider. I think he, he's the dog that will get to make all his own decisions in the race and hard to go against him. But if you wanted to play something a little bit longer, I think the one each way um, is a nice price. So I think it's a great place chance. You know, let's do this. Let's do a non-chasers same race multi for the cup. Okay. Sure. Simon told Helen to run top two. Yeah. Hardstyle Rico to run top three. Fair. Tommy Shelby to run top four. Fair. And Zipping Sullivan to run top four. That'll that'll get you a nice King's Bunsen, as you, that you will say. That will, pay, that will pay a mozza, but you heard it here first. So yeah, just saying saying that. again, Simon Todd Allen, top two. Hardstyle Rico, top three. Tommy Shelby, top four. Simon uh, Zipping Sullivan, top four. 
Yeah, you might want to replace that in Sullivan with something else. Oh, <laughs> no, I say. We're keeping the option. Shimmer Shine and uh, Too Long Tonk will be denied a top four finish, both of them. That's, yeah. yeah, that's going to pay some... Yeah, it's a you got to risk it to get the biscuit. I like it. I like it. Hey, boys, good stuff. Let's quickly touch on the Bold Trace final now. Um, great race. And uh, as as per tradition, Chag put the uh, the axe through Tornado Tears when it couldn't. When he finally jumped back on board last week, and it couldn't <laughs> couldn't get into the final. Who'd any boys our favourite at two twenty five? So it is M five bucks. Sunset Sunset Burbsky, eight bucks. Blazing Cutty, yeah. $8, so Trackland, 8 bucks, Manila, $9, $9, Tornado, Tears, a reserve, Evie gets a run. Fellas, what do we think here? Just quickly. Yeah, a, a few interesting points. There's a, a, a few dogs here that are fairly new <coughs> to the distance. Um, Sweet as M hadn't done a 700-metre run for about 20 months. Manila Night had its first ever 700-metre run in the heats. We sp- we'd spoken about Houdini Boy. Um, he's interrupted preparation over the 700 um, we've got some tried and true stayers, Sir Truculent, Blazing Cartier. Um, Blazing Cartier, mind you, has competed in six Group 1 stayers races in her career, um, yet to win one, but uh, will be a big chance here. Um, it's it's hard to know how some of these dogs will back up, Sweet as M and Houdini Boy um, but in particular, and, and Manila Knight. Um, but, look, I'm going to go with Houdini Boy um, as my pick to win. Lots of upside Um I think I'd love to tip sweet, sorry, Sunset Burbsky, but the inside draw I don't think is ideal. Eduardo? Uh, I'm going to go Sir Truck each way. It's a tough race. I would recommend throwing a dart to Pudinius. They run past a lot of good dogs here. Oh, the truck. And uh, Gunnar, are you going to stick with old Blazing Cutier? No, I'd, Houdini boys, a sticky draw if he can't get away as quick as what he did last week. And... That was a bit of a spike on on early speed, so you've got to take on trust there. I, I think if he jumps well like he did last week, it'd be hard to beat. But if he reverts back to some old form, um, seven and eight might be a bit sticky. I think Sweet as M can easily beat out Sunset Birdskin and, and get the rail and be favoured there. So Sweet as M's my tip here, Paddy. Very, very I, I like that as well, Gunner. I don't mind that. Oh, you got the Shag a little tick of approval there. It's like the Australian made logo. It's like Shag and Izzy a little logo for himself. Tick of <laughs> approval. Let's take a break here. We'll come back quickly just to wrap it all up, give our best around the country, our best values, and of course, our fabled non chasers multi. We'll be back in a second. Welcome back to the non-chasers here on SEN Track and Sports, but let's wrap it up. Been a bumper Melbourne Cup show, and I love it. Can't wait for Friday night. We'll start with our non-chasers multi-fellas. Um, of course, you only need three out of four legs to place, um, and I'm going to kick us off with Sandown Race 5, Houdini Boy to place. Kenny? Um, I'm going to have the race three, box five, McCulley's lad. Shagger? And I'm going to go for his little brother in race two, number one, Major Sacrifice. How about you, gunman? All of these are at Sandown. Uh, race 11, number one, Aston Samurai. Oh, like that. $2.50? Go for it. Oh, delish. That will be on the site shortly. Uh, and as we said, you only need three out of four places to get the gong in the non-chasers multi-fellas. Show me the money. how this works this is just our value play of the weekend or the friday night or thursday night or even if you're a wednesday night operator i'm gonna kick us off tommy shelby is winning the melbourne cup at eight bucks just put the little put ten dollars in your sports bet account now go to the app place it on tommy shelby and watch it be eighty dollars 
come Friday night around 11 o'clock. That's all I'm going to say. Tommy Shelby for me. Gunner. Wait, you didn't power play it. You'd get, no. you'd get five rolls on your power play, wouldn't you, Paddy? <laughs> no, no power plays, mate. Uh, race seven, number six, last hurrah at $6 for Brett New Year's Eve. Ooh. Shagger. Uh, race five, number one, Sunset Burbsky at eight bucks in the bowl trees. And Kenwado. Uh, I'm going to go toe-to-toe with Gunnar going risk seven, box three, zipping brown, 550. He'll probably go off bigger than that as well. Love it, boys. Love it. Very good show. Can't wait for Friday night. Enjoy, of course, um, the action from CNN. But most importantly, just do so in a responsible nature. See you later, fellas. Yeah, boys. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.